I'm Moon, Moon said, pushing at her bangs. Moon Dawn Treader Summer. This is my cousin, Sparks Dawn Treader Summer, and I don't know enough to ask about anything. She finished miserably. I do. Sparks pushed forward, holding out his medal. What did this used to be? Input. Clavily took it between her fingers, frowned faintly, murmuring. Her eyes turned to smoky quartz, moved wildly, like a dreamer's, her hand fisted over the disc. Sign of the hegemony. Two crosses bound within a circle symbolize the unity of Karamov and its seven subordinate worlds. Medal awarded for valorous service, Kispa uprising. What all may strive for, this one has found. To our beloved son, Temin Ashwini Siris, this day, nine one hundred thirteen zero seven. Sandi, official language of Karamov and the hegemony. No further analysis. Her head dropped forward, let go by an unseen force. She swayed gently on her knees, sighed, sat back. Well, but what does it mean? Sparks looked down at the disc, which still danced against his parka front, and his mouth formed an uncertain line. Clavily shook her head. I don't know. The lady only speaks through me, not to me. That's the transfer, the way it is. Sparks' mouth quivered. The hegemony, Moon said quickly. What's the hegemony, Clavely? The offworlders. Clavely's eyes widened slightly. The hegemony is what they call themselves. So it's an off-world thing, then. I've never been to Carbuncle. Her glance went to it again. How did this get here? So far from the starports and the winters. She looked up into their faces. You're merry begots, aren't you? Your mothers went to the last festival together, and were lucky enough to come back with you. And also, this keepsake. Sparks nodded, as much in awe of adult logic as he was of the ladies' trances. Then, my father isn't a summer. He isn't even on Tiamat. That, I can't tell you. Clavely stood up. Moon saw a strange concern cross her face as she looked back at Sparks. But I do know that Mary Bigots are specially blessed. Do you know why I'm here? They shook their heads. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Together, Moon answered without thinking. Again, the bright laughter. Good. I'm making this journey through the windwards to urge all the young summers, before they settle into life, to remember that they can dedicate themselves to the sea in another way than as fishers or farmers. They can serve the lady by serving their fellow human beings as sibyls, as I do. Some of us are born with a special seed inside us, and it only waits for the lady to touch us and make it grow. When you're old enough, maybe you too will hear her call and go to a choosing place. Oh, Moon shivered slightly. I think I hear her now. She pressed cold hands against her leaping heart, where a dream seed sprouted. Me too, me too, Sparks cried eagerly. Can we go now? Can we go with you, Clavely? Clavely pulled up the hood of her parka against a sudden buffet of wind. No, not yet. Wait a little longer.
until you're certain of what you hear. How long? A month? She rested her hands on the two small shoulders. More like years, I think. Years? Moon protested. By then, you'll be sure it isn't just the crying of seabirds you hear. But always remember, in the end, it won't be you who will choose the lady, but the lady who will choose you. She looked again, almost pointedly at Sparks. All right. Moon wondered at the look and straightened her shoulders resolutely under the hand. We'll wait, and we'll remember. And now, the Sybil dropped her hands. I think someone is waiting for you. Time began to move forward again, and they fled, running, with many backward glances toward town.